0: I'm delighted to have a very accomplished international businesswoman on the show this week with Christine McKay. Christine is a great storyteller and also a founder and entrepreneur. She leads Salamandra UK Animation Studios. Christine has great stories about her early career traveling to South Africa in a broken down van. Yep, yeah, you, you need to hear that. Selling beer for both big and small breweries in sub-Saharan Africa. Yes, that would be beer and travelling to New Zealand with her family before finally setting up Salamandra in in London. Christine is passionate about the power of animation to drive business messaging and explains how she and her team do this. The studios have a very significant growth even in the year of COVID. This is an energetic, fun and informative broadcast and I know you'll warm to Christine and her story, I certainly did and thought it was great fun. Enjoy.
1: It's a tough competitive business to drive telecom sales. But now there is a new channel that is making all the difference for innovative companies. That's the digital sales channel. At Netzer we are the leading digital sales channel provider for telecoms companies. Our customers can testify to our ability to listen and implement solutions that work for them. If you are a mobile operator, an MVNO or an eSIM provider We'd like to understand your business issues and work with you to drive your sales. Contact pat.flynn at netzer.com and we can talk.
0: And do you, do you consider yourself English, South African woman of the world? What's your sort of...
1: Well, that, that's a very tricky question, Pat, because um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd say the only pure blood in the family is my father. He was, uh, uh, his name, John Mackay, John Donald Mackay. He's from Edinburgh, uh, pure Scott. But on my mother's side, it starts getting really messy. Um, so we've got Anglo-German, Brazilian, Italian, uh, uh, Portuguese, probably. I've no idea. It's really, really mixed up. Um, I uh, was born and grew up in Portugal. I went to French school. Um, I grew up trilingual um, and finished my schooling in the UK. Um, I would say culturally, I'm um, British, um, but with some very strong Latin tendencies, especially, especially <laughs> in the temper side of things.
0: <laughs> well, listen, I'll tell you what, Christy, I'm just going to take that. That's the intro there because it's taped and I'll, I'll make it... Um, Work because uh, there's no point in going over that again, and you get some energy in it. So, like, yeah, uh, I, I can tell Christine, um, it's definitely an international woman, I can tell that straight away, <laughs> even though you have this nice uh British accent. But, uh, yeah, so how the hell did all that happen? I mean, it's um, it's quite a mix, and you 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 spent a lot of your career in South, South Africa and Africa, as, as far as you can see.
1: Uh, Yes, I did. I actually drove uh, uh, from London to um, South Africa in an old combi, actually, 18-year-old combi with my then boyfriend. Uh, We zigzagged across the continent, and it was actually supposed to take three or four months, but it actually took a year, pretty much. We we managed to, uh, well, we actually broke down in a roundabout in London. (laughs) Before we left London, that was a... (laughs) some kind of uh, sign but um we actually had a, a big uh, we were driving along actually in Centrafrique, uh, which is quite um uh there's only one main road basically through through that uh, lovely country uh we were driving along bombing along i was listening to some really favorite music which was delight at the time and then suddenly we came to grinding halt and my boyfriend said well that's it then and i said what do you mean that's it he goes we've seized the engine and it was like what and we were in the middle of absolutely nowhere. So there's nothing for it, but we made a cup of tea and played a game of cards until we decided what we could do. Anyway, that's the start of a very long story. We, um, I'd never taken anything apart before. He'd taken a bicycle apart before and uh, um, being in a sort of French speaking country, we had to, thank God I'm, I'm trilingual, um, but uh, we, I had to learn all the parts and what they all meant. Anyway, long story short, we we're 500 kilometers away from any town that could potentially help us. Um, mm-hmm. We eventually got there, but anyway, we, we managed to wing our way back down through the continent. Eventually, um, we uh, broke down again in, in what was then still Zaire, um, And uh, we uh, bumped into somebody we'd met up in Algeria, who's also traveling through in a much, much better vehicle. And he offered to tow us to the next place that could fix us. (laughs) It ended up being, towing us through three countries. Can you believe that? (laughs) We broke the Guinness Book of Records for that tow. (laughs) Anyway, uh, we Why
0: did you stick with it? Why did you... You couldn't do anymore.
1: Well, we were about to set up, actually. um, uh, We were in a little sort of... A camp place in the middle of Zaya Kinshasa, I think it was, and um, uh, we were about to sort of sell the thing out and, and fly home. And then this chap, you know, who we'd met before said, oh, you know, Debbie Lee will drive you to the next place that can, can fix you, which which was a much longer drive than we all anticipated. Um, and it was just a question of, well, we didn't really want to sort of give up really on the dream. Uh, and we're very glad that we did it because we had the most amazing experiences. And then we ended up in, in, in South Africa eventually. Um, mm. And I stayed there for many years. I stayed there for uh, about 16 years and um, traveled back into Africa because I'm very lucky with uh, English, French, and Portuguese. I can trade with any of the, you know, nations in, in Africa. In Africa yeah. One yeah. way or the other, they'll, you know, I mean, I've got a smattering of some other um, more real languages but, uh, uh, in Africa, but uh, those, those ones are sort of lingua franca, really, uh, within mm. the continent. So I loved um, working out there. In fact, I started the first salamandra there. Uh, many moons ago um, mm. and then um, uh, you wanted me to cover the uh, working for the beer industry I didn't work uh, for two uh, let, let, two let beer ask, companies.
0: <laughs> let me just ask that that's a really interesting topic but let me just ask you a different topic and I, 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 I talked to a woman who worked in uh, Ghana before so I won't predicate my answer on what she said but how did you find being a woman running businesses in Africa?
1: Probably easier than here.
0: <laughs> that's you know that's what she said Christine. Yeah, I think I mean, because
1: I, um, in Africa there's a, a a strong culture that the women run the markets, so mm-hmm. they actually run the the money. If if you know, uh, the men do other stuff, but the, the women definitely have the the business now, um, and they're the ones mm-hmm. who who build that business and you know get it going. Um, so yeah, that's interesting that you have that feedback.
0: Yeah, but, I didn't want to say that because it's sort of obviously prejudice here. What, what you might say, I, I mean, is there do I sense it's sort of like a strong trading? attitude in your mind that like if you go after a deal you'll got, go get it oh, well I try to certainly I yeah. think it's
1: all about um um you know helping adding value to whoever you're selling to so you've got to believe in what you're selling if you like and that could be any service or product or or just you know your personality um but yeah I think it's a. Uh, a bit like a, a big game monopoly at the end of the day, isn't it? He who dies with the most toys wins, after all.
0: <laughs> <laughs> How do you add value to beer?
1: <laughs> My goodness, in so many ways, beer is just such a delicious thing to drink. Um, I, I've worked for two big beer companies. One is um, SAB, which is now SAB Miller, which I think is the first of the second biggest um, brewery in the world. Um at a time when they were fantastic marketeers because years before anybody else thought about it, they were already um, buying up and building breweries in China. So they were ahead of the game there. So very, very clever marketeers and and business people. And then I went to a few years later, went to work for Winterhook, which is a a Namibian sort of Germanic, uh, very natural beer, um, which was um, very interesting. In fact, I I did their biggest uh, sale ever in the history. We did 70 containers of beer to the UK Mm. For uh, one of the rugby world cups, which was fantastic, so right. yeah, um, very interesting industries to work in, but very male dominated, I have to say, uh, because you know I'm not necessarily a wallflower and. I, you know i speak how things are and how it is um i think i had the nickname of the the iron lady at Winter, which is quite <laughs> funny
0: <laughs> i think <laughs> that's a huge compliment <laughs> <laughs> you probably needed to have that reputation christine to get things done that's that's amazing and so was that but that was that was an international deal then you were selling to uk was it tied up with the uh, rugby union or something like that it or was or,
1: no it was um actually through uh so when i was working for um uh, SAB. I worked with uh, the nine sub-Saharan uh, sub-Saharan territories. They were my territories. I had to go set up distributors or deal with existing distributors. You know, deal with the sales and marketing, set that all up, um, and make sure it was ticking a- along. And and some really really interesting ways of doing business in all those territories. I can tell you. Um, and then, uh, <laughs> Ooh, well, um, I think that if you're anybody um, working in Africa. Uh, or in, in in developing countries, you literally are learning an MBA every day of the week because um, you, can't, you, you can't think laterally. You have to think in a three-dimensional way. If there isn't a way of doing it this way, you'll do it that way. Or if you can't speak to this person, you'll speak to that person. And I've never done anything legal and I've never paid bribes, but that is the way to get business done quickly there. Um, but it's against my sort of ethos. Um, but, you know horses for courses but mm-hmm. it's so interesting though because it definitely is people first in africa and i love that um, mm. it's it's people first and relationships first and the other thing which i loved about africa was is the greeting process so there's a, a, a very important part of just general uh, society in the greeting, but particularly in business as well. So, you know, you greet people, you say, you know, how are you? How's your family, etc. And then when you leave, you say, the person who's leaving says, you know, stay well, and the person who's going says, go well. And, and there's a, you know, it's, it's lovely. Um, and, mm-hmm. and you kind of miss that in, in sort of, I suppose, Europe, well, maybe UK, I'd say, or England even more so, because it tends to be much more clinical. And yes, it's maybe faster, but it's less human. <laughs>
0: That yeah, so so you mean there's a sincerity to the greeting, is what you're saying? Yes. Yeah, yeah. And, there is. Okay, no, it's a, a courtesy, you might say, like that old yeah. courtesy. Yeah, yeah. Seems, yeah. Okay, Absolutely. and how, you then you ended up setting up Salamandra in London. So how
1: no, I, I set up Salamandra in Johannesburg actually. Oh, um, sorry. Yeah. It was Johannesburg first, and then I went to New Zealand for a bunch of years because um, we had little kids, and it felt didn't feel quite. It, you know it, it's a very exci- Johannesburg is one of the most exciting cities to do business in um, and it's in a very exciting and wonderful place to live I made fantastic lifelong friends there uh, but at the time it was a little bit um, how should I say dangerous I'd say really it was all getting a bit too close um, uh, and with little people uh, that you're responsible for that felt it was okay to take that risk for yourself and your partner but not for another life so we decided to Give it a go in New Zealand. We stayed there for about uh, six and a half years, seven years, and absolutely loved it, but then missed everybody (laughs) (laughs) because it's very far away. Um, And the interesting thing about New Zealand is it's a perfectly um, uh, shaped micro economy. So many brands go there to test out the market, actually, which is very Mm -hmm. interesting. So I learned a lot there. And I also fell in love with animation there. Uh, A friend of mine uh, runs a very successful animation business, but primarily more for advertising and and entertainment and when i came back to the uk i started up salamandra again but focusing on animation for business a b2b animation so mm-hmm. you know we create um we call ourselves visual problem solvers in fact this month is our seventh birthday so you can wish us a happy oh birthday.
0: congratulations <laughs> Thank you. that's an achievement you're well you're well through the valley of death anyway if you've, you've left that way behind you
1: <laughs> well i hope so but uh, yeah, no, so it's, uh, uh, it's it's great fun. We, we never have a dull day. Um, we work in uh, over 17 industries um, uh, and we've got two studios. So we've got a studio in Eton and a studio in Dundee, which is fantastic. And we were so lucky that when this pandemic hit that we'd already been used to working remotely between the two studios. And so it wasn't such a big ask to continue. In fact, we've become more uh, more uh, efficient. Um, we're working from home still because obviously the, the Scottish laws are also slightly different to the English laws, um, and uh, we'll remain so until we're allowed to, you know, fully go back. Um, but but it's great to have that sort of uh, ability to to work remotely, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've managed to increase our turnover and increase our size. We've grown by sixty six percent the last year, which is great.
0: Well, that's amazing. So uh, what, what do you focus on? Christine, what what market or, you know, how do you go to market and, and what's sort of the typical customer for you? Uh,
1: well, a uh, typical customer is somebody who's got a, a particular challenge at getting their their complex message across. Um, and, and we do that visually using either static or animated uh, visuals. So that could um, include um, anything from... Uh, 3D virtual auditoriums with multi screens that they can do their presentations to. And we can also animate their presentations. It can be um, animating a children's book or actually illustrating a children's book and then animating it. Uh, we do corporate explainers, we animate logos, we, um, and using AR and VR now more and more. Um, we, are, we are really experimenting on some really exciting stuff which is uh, real time interactive animation which is really, really very exciting.
0: What does that that mean? Uh, Maybe explain.
1: Sure. Uh, So now we're working on uh, platforms where we can, for example, if you're um, a little bit like gaming, but using animation in a business sense or an educational sense, or for children, you can, for, for example, if a child is watching an animation, Um, they can press a button and uh, change the outcome of the story or change, for example, the season or the language or any of those things in real time as you're watching it. So Mm -hmm. from an educational perspective for business, if you're trying to, um, you know, for example, pharmaceutical, if you've got uh, reps that need to be in front of of the clinicians, but they can't in in this particular instance, uh, they can use that to uh, guide the, the clinician in choosing what particular outcome they want to see. So, and you can go back a little bit like um, the Netflix episode, it was a Bandersnatch, I think it was called, where you could uh, choose the different outcomes and every time it had a different ending. You can do that with live now with animation, which is fantastic because it allows us um, lots of leeway to to, uh, showcase, you know, those complex messages in different ways. And also with AR, AR is great. Now you don't need an app, you don't need to download it. We use um, AR in lots of different ways for for clients, but you can use things like try before you buy for you know cars or cosmetics, for example, has been done uh, for uh, touring and assistance. If you you know um, add digital components to physical locations, that kind of stuff. Um, and then even for uh, marketing collateral we can use AR for uh, your business cards or your catalogs where you can uh, scan, and all our phones have now got those automatic scanners anyway, you can scan mm-hmm. a QR code and, and up pops an animation or a 3D render or something that you can look all the around. We've done that with, um, we did an experiment with the Hofhaus type of style of, of a, a design, uh, grand designs where the house builds onto something oh, yeah, out of nothing. Yeah. We've done that onto, onto a business card, where you know you can tilt the business card and see the three D animation of wow. the, the render of the house coming together. And, yeah. and it's just a different way of getting those complex messages across. You know, uh, we do uh, learn things much faster visually. I think it's, the um, mm-hmm. I think it's sixty thousand times faster that we pick up things visually, and mm-hmm. um, quite a big. Part of our brain is built for visual um, sort of problem solving, so it, it's and it stays in your long term memory as opposed to text, which is right. stays in your short term memory. So it's a fantastic tool. To, no, that's
0: to to amazing business, and, and it's a really you can see that you guys are really pushing the, the edge. Plus, you can see the level of how engaging that would be for for customers. So I, I can just uh, well, what's your what do you think yourself? Um, as a an entrepreneur and a manager, Christine, what's what's your biggest strength? I'm not going to ask you what's your biggest weakness. So I don't think you have any. what <laughs> <laughs> so, what's your biggest strength? I mean, what do you think? Um...
1: As a company, no, um, no
0: you, you, Christine. Me.
1: Oh yeah. gosh, um, I'm I'm very um, I'm very easily bored, so I'm very curious because I think that curiosity and learning uh, helps you from. Uh, Ever getting bored, so I am. I am um, a very curious person. I, I read quite widely. I am always looking for new things. I'm always listening to new ideas, um, and I then in my mind will cross pollinate either people or businesses that are, are happily put together, um, or ideas that could work for our clients. Um, so I'm, I'm definitely very much an ideas person in in the office. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not the create. I'm not the person who does the animating, although I am a producer, so I will have um, creative input. Uh, um, which is um, you know was useful to have, uh, and because I, ha- I wear the sort of the business hat and the creative hat as well, I can sort of see both sides of the of the fence. And I've worked both sides. Of it. I've worked client side and agency side, and obviously now I'm running an agency. But having that sort of business uh, approach, I think makes a big difference uh, mm-hmm. because you know that every marketing spend or budget is finite, and everyone wants some kind of return on investment. So we've always got. Our line you know our sort of sites in place for that and we'll always recommend lots of different ways for a client to repurpose whatever asset we create for them uh so
0: mm-hmm. yeah you, rem- you remind me of disney's well disney's descriptions himself as as a small bee that went around and sort of uh, pollinated loads of oh. ideas in the uh the studio but oh. had a big view of it as well so that might be i
1: didn't know that that's really lovely that's a <laughs> lovely comparison thank you he's one of my heroes
0: Oh, yeah, he's amazing. Well, I mean, if you look at what he built, that's pretty amazing. I know there's maybe some dark stories about him, but we're we're talking about the the creativity. But uh, uh, listen, Christian, that's been brilliant. And look, that's fantastic that you're doing so well in the recession, in the the pandemic recession. the same
1: difference, really, isn't
0: it? (laughs) Yeah, it is. It is a fact, a lack of confidence and so on. So you said music's an important part of your life. Yes,
1: I've always, I've always uh, been. Um, in fact, my very first job out of university was working for an independent, um, a record company, which was huge well, yeah. fun. And we used to do all sorts of things like, because uh, I used to deal with all the big companies. Because we, we did compilation albums of all sorts of different styles. So I'd I'd do you know swapsies of of then in those days CDs and cassettes for you know tickets to go and see. You know, Prince or whoever, or the Rolling cool. Stones, or whatever. It was fantastic. But you're yeah, not, my I, I've uh, got it's
0: quite. Up my estimation, the more you're talking there, Christine.
1: Oh, okay. But <laughs> uh, my musical taste is, is very eclectic. It's everything from Bosa Nova, Jobim, uh to Bowie, to Jimariquai, Gypsy Kings, the King wow. Singers, uh, Chopin, to Bruch, um, Black Art Piece, to Billie Holiday, uh, Black uh, Lady Smith, Black mombaza um, wow. wow. And uh, do you want to know what my uh, Lots so yeah,
0: this is the big reveal. What what did you pick
1: <laughs> for the player? So my pick for the for my player is uh, "Freshly Ground" and their song Doobie Do." Be Do. Um, it's a, they're a South African band. Um, I was lucky enough to meet them, uh, and uh, I actually did a shoot with them in in my days um, in South Africa. And uh, I think they're a fantastic band, very uh, very talented. But this is a particularly upbeat and inclusive song about people and getting on and and sort of joining together um it's very positive and it's definitely how i see south africa and africa in general it's a very it's a very sunny continent in lots of ways in Mm -hmm. very surprising and humbling ways actually Uh, and i love my time there it's it was uh, fantastic
0: i know i know the song actually yeah it it took me a second to think about it but yeah i know it is a great song all right but uh, no listen christine it's been brilliant and thanks for your Your obvious energy is is fantastic. I'm sure you're great fun to work with and and hope, And I'm sure you're gonna do well in the future too. So thank you.
1: My pleasure. Thank you for having me on board.
2: If you are were-